speeches, debating, impromptu speaking, conversations, presentations, interviews, tips, and advice. Welcome to the Stand Up and Speak podcast, where we discuss everything to do with public speaking. Hello and welcome to our Stand Up and Speak podcast. Today we have Noor joining us, and he's today a chief supervisor in a delivery company with an exciting engineering background. So excited to hear more about that. Noor, can you tell us a bit more about how your journey came to be and, and why you're here today? Um, hi, first of all, thank you for, for inviting me uh, to this podcast. I'm really happy um, to, to be here today. So what brought me here is to, to Canada in the first place is, is really looking for a challenge. And it was the same thing that brought me here to stand up and speak is to look for a challenge. And I think public speaking and expressing yourself uh, in general is a, is a really good challenge. So that's why I'm here. That's fantastic. And what made you recognize that this was a challenge that you wanted to face? Uh, I struggled. I struggled a lot in public speaking and in talking to to strange people, especially in in business settings. So that was really the motive, and that was the the catalyzer to to me coming in here. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Even for me, right now, when I first joined the company I work for today, like including Stand Up and Speak, you see in any job you have, public speaking confidence becomes such a key. A motivator and enabler for for so many different things. If you can just communicate and talk to the people around you, it'll make your work and your life so much easier. So your background is in engineering. So how do you feel that today in the work that you do, if you even have examples, how do you feel like public speaking can make a situation even better? Um, I will say that public speaking is is really um, the thing that that make the difference in a workplace because. Me coming in from a, from an engineering background, I really used to to work in a closed space and to work on projects with my computer. So there was not a lot of not not a lot of communicating, not a lot of you know teamwork. But me coming in here to Canada, I realized that communicating, that presenting, that uh, working with others is a really crucial thing, and it's it's the it's the most important thing. To, to make you go from uh, a position to another within a company. A hundred percent. And also I feel like it just makes you enjoy the job a lot more when you're able to connect, you know, to the folks around you and your team. And you always need that one person to start, you know, and make that move to say, okay, I'm going to start communicating, especially in a space like engineering. Or for example, I work with development teams um, within my role and the culture there, I always notice is a bit more different where everyone, you know, cause they're used to just being behind a computer, doing the backend work and excelling at it. But the communication, the talking to each other, maybe even the bonding sometimes is missing versus like I'm on a project team. And as project managers, we love to talk. <laughs> That's partly why we do the job. So definitely I feel like the culture changes things a lot. So I'm so glad that you see yourself as being that change and being that person that can inspire and help others. How has the class been for you? Uh, it was really great. In the fir my first class, I remember I was really stressed and, you know, just going, going in front of strangers and start talking and start expressing yourself. It was really nerve wracking, but within the, 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 the next weeks, uh, it was a really positive experience. I learned a lot. I made also a lot of mistakes, but was it worth it? Definitely, yes. 
Yeah, no, making mistakes. It's what you hear. And I think a lot of times it's so, I'm so glad you said that because a lot of times people think, oh, if I make a mistake, I'm not good at it. But it's very much the opposite where I feel like if you make a mistake, you learn from it and then you only grow. Out of curiosity, what are your top, maybe one or two signs of nervousness that you have? Uh, I will say shakiness in my in my voice and also not not being able to keep an eye contact, a strong eye contact. Yeah, no, and I think you'll you, you'll notice a lot of signs of nervousness for public speaking come from sometimes being just scared and being nervous about something. Um, and sometimes it just comes from practice to your point. Do you feel like even in your childhood, you were more of a nervous or, or shy kid? Or do you think this was more when you when you kind of grew up a bit more? Um, that's, that's a really great question because when I was, uh, younger, I didn't have a fear of, uh, of speaking to, to a public, but, uh, I remember when I was in the university, I had a really bad experience that, that kind of shattered my, my confidence and, you know, coming up and talking to, uh, to, to a public. And I think a lot of us, you know, struggle with tra traumatizing experiences and we keep thinking about it and rethinking about it. And that really plays with our self-confidence. So uh, to answer back your question, yes, I was confident when I was young, but, but after that, I lost that confidence. And I think it's a really great journey to go to going back and finding that, that confidence, you know. Wow. No, thank you so much for sharing that. I think it's it's really interesting to your point how usually some people think, oh, if you're a shy kid, that can't change. Or if you're a confident kid, you're probably going to be confident in the future. But I think what you just said makes, makes us really realize that experiences and things that happen can shape the way we see the world or the way we act or react. And it's never too late to either learn or unlearn something. Um, and I love that you said that, you know, it, it took you a bit, but now you're here and you're trying and you're challenging yourself and you're getting to a place where it's a lot better because a lot of times, and I'll just say this because I, I face it myself, you'll replay a scenario in your head of a time when like you mess something up and no one else around you even remembers it. Cause I feel like we're all the harshest critics for ourselves. Do you find yourself being a harsh critic to yourself? Yes. Yeah. 100%. And I can, I can uh, definitely uh, see what 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 you're saying, and I can uh, I can understand also the the thing that you went through, and uh, it's 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 just about not thinking about it a lot, and uh, it's about also accepting it, accepting the fact that we're human beings and that we can mess up uh, some of the times, and it's 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 not it's not the the end results. If you keep on trying, if you keep on uh, working on yourself, you'll you'll be become much better and you'll succeed in everything. No, 100%. One of my favorite quotes is, it doesn't matter how many times you fall down, it's how many times you get back up, brush yourself off and keep going. That I think speaks more to your characteristics or the person that you are. Um, and again, I can see that already. So that's fantastic. And thank you so much for sharing. Um, I'd love to hear a little bit more about your journey coming from Morocco to here four years ago. And I guess you came at a time where COVID may not have started, but it was going to start a year in. Like, how was that transition? Uh, so, so what happened is that I, I just finished my, uh, my engineering, the diploma, I got my diploma and I remember I was thinking to myself, is it, is it enough? Am I, am I really ready to start my, uh, my, uh, you know, working journey? 
And I realized that no, I still I still need to grow. I still need to to face adversity and challenges. And that's why I decided to come here to Canada to look for that for that challenge. You know, to to learn in a new environment, to meet new people, to to integrate a new culture. Uh, so so that that was the the motive why I came down here. I I didn't came to uh, Toronto. I was uh, going to Quebec to Laval University. And once I was there, I remember it was the month of August and, you know, a few months after the pandemic uh, hit and it was it was nerve wracking for for uh, all of us. And it was a really harsh experience and it made my journey that much, uh, you know, uh, harder. Uh, but at the end of the day, I'm really grateful for it. And I think that parts of being successful and becoming better is facing adversity. So I'm, I'm really grateful for that. No, and I think that's that's amazing, and I completely agree. I think the only thing that's constant is change. So I think when you're thrown into a new situation, as much as, yes, we all like it when things go our way, they tend to not. So I, I guess maybe if you could speak a little bit more to that. So you came here, and then I'm assuming you had to switch to virtual learning, right, in the middle of it, or no, you finished your classes, and then you were fine? My first, my first semester, I was going to the university. It was, it was all good. But the second semester, we had like two weeks off, and uh, and uh, the university and the teachers were just figuring out how uh, we're gonna move uh, forward. And after that, we switched to virtual learning. So it was it was a new experience and an exciting one too. Yeah, no, because coming here looking for a challenge, and then I think not being able to meet the folks and not being able to meet your teachers and ask the questions in class. I'm assuming that was a bit challenging, right? Yes, of course, it was really challenging. But um, I I learned how to to manage that. I learned how to to still communicate with my with my friends, with my teachers, and uh, yeah, it was it was definitely a good experience. Yeah. Do you have any advice for kids that still you know do virtual learning or or need to do virtual learning if they're at a university across the board or something of that sort? Uh, my my advice would be if if the the child uh, or the kid have you know the choice of going to to his class or choosing learn uh, learning in a virtual uh, space. I think it's better to just go to to the class. You know, meet people because there is there is the there is the lesson that you can learn, but there is also the interactions. There is also uh, the 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 different situations that you can go through in a in a real life situation instead of just being. Uh, uh, in your computer and just you know doing it remotely I think it's just a different experience so if you can just go there and do it you know do it directly no I agree and I think it's what you said like it's the, the experiences you get and it's practice the more interactions the more times you talk to people the more different types of interactions you have the more of a kind of a portfolio you build on how to react to it next time which I think is really really cool and really good for, I think, kids and even adults, which brings me to kind of thinking about working from home now, right after COVID, that became a big thing where now we used to go five days a week to the office for us, at least at Bell, it's now three days and then two days at home. How do, do you go to the office five days a week or do you also have a hybrid kind of I'm, work environment? I'm a full-time, uh, I, I work full-time in my, in my company, in the, in the warehouse. And I cannot imagine myself working remotely. It's it can be good, you know, because you have more flexibility, you have more freedom to do other things. But me not being the the most organized 
uh, person in uh, <laughs> in in the workplace. Uh, I like to to be in my office. I like to meet people. I like to interact. So I'll I'll definitely not recommend you know working remotely for most people. Yeah, no, I think that's a good point, and I appreciate you admitting that you're not yeah. very organized, <laughs> which is funny. But no, I I agree. I think I, honestly, it's I'll say. I think it depends on your job profile. Like I think especially for you, if you are working more hands-on or if you're working leading a team, I think being in person with them makes a big difference. And I think it's what we talked about. Like I feel like if you're a developer and you're usually behind your screen, like for me, I guess it depends on what I'm working on. If it's like a back-end data dive, then I want my two screens at home, my full setup. I want the quiet versus if it's meetings and I'd rather them be in person. But I agree with you completely. Like leveraging in-person conversations and and doing that is it's so important, especially for if you want to build your confidence, if you want to become a better public speaker. Do you do a lot of presentations today at work? Yes, I do, but not not in persons. My, most of my presentations are online in Teams uh, conversation, but still, uh, they're, they're presentations. And one of the reasons why I came down here is really to improve uh, my skills and to become better at it. Yeah, and how do you find virtual presentations compared to if you used to do them before in person? They're, they're uh, less, they're really less uh, stressful. And it's... It's it's easier, definitely easier because doing uh, a presentation in front of people, you can see live the nonverbal. You can you can get lost in in some uh, interactions. Uh, you can you can also you know face more adversity. But when it's just a Zoom meeting or a Teams meeting, it, it's it's easier, definitely easier. Yeah, yeah, no, makes sense. Are you more of a scripted speaker, or do you like to go off the book, kind of just? Yes, speak to I, whatever you're talking about. I really uh, like to improvise and I think it's more natural, but still it's really hard and it's a, it's a skill that you need to, to work on uh, to master. But at the same time, if you don't master that, that skill, it's, it's always good you know, to have like a structure in your head. And uh, at least if you can't memorize the whole scripts, you know, have some bullet points in your head and go through them throughout the, the presentation. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think a balance of both is, is what I usually tell my team when I'm coaching them on it is you can go improvise. Like I don't, I think when you script something, it gets in your head a bit and then you can mess up if you forget or, or anything. But I always say like, don't go in there and impromptu it, like prepare yourself, know your content, know your material, know like the key points you want to get out of it, break it out for yourself, write bullet notes, and then go in and speak to it. Cause in case you forget, sometimes we black out you at least can go back to like the three or four main points that you need to hit. So that's really interesting. And I think it's so nice that you've had the comparison of both in-class learning, virtual learning, in, you know, in work presentations, out of work presentations and seeing what works best for you. Because I think every single person learns and reacts in a different way. So I think building and creating a life that works around what makes the most sense to you, what means the most to you, what brings you the most job and life satisfaction, I think matters the most. So thank you so much for, for taking the time to uh, having this conversation. Um, I know we have one last thing that we always do with all of our podcast um, guests, which is something called Rapid Fire where I'll be asking you 10 questions and we'll be timing you within a minute and you'll have to kind of answer them very, very fast. Mm -hmm. Usually the timer doesn't run out because they're very easy questions, but we'll see how you do. Yes. Let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. Perfect. It's time to test your impromptu speaking skills with rapid fire. 
Can you answer 10 random questions in less than one minute? Um, so in three, two, one, first job. First job? Yeah, what was your first job? Uh, uh, customer service agents. Nice. What's your favorite season? Fall. Favorite animal? Lion. Pizza or burgers? Burgers. Your last vacation spot? Uh, Morocco. Your next vacation spot? Morocco. Morocco. <laughs> your favorite color? Red. Driving or flying somewhere? Driving. Your favorite speaker in the world? Uh, Steve Jobs. And what's a new hobby or something you want to learn? Uh, piano. Amazing. Thank you so much, Noor, for joining. This was a fantastic conversation. And I'm sure you're leaving all of our listeners with something so inspiring and impactful that you should always keep trying, keep practicing and figuring out what works for you. So we really appreciate your time. And thank you so much for joining. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. Stand Up and Speak has trained thousands of students in the art of public speaking. For the past 20 years, we have produced numerous regional, provincial, and national public speaking champions. Our programs are fun, interactive, educational, and life-changing. Check out our Google reviews or visit us online at www.standupandspeak.com.